Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, we're going to get all logistical and talk about WTF is a credit score. Now, I want you to be real with me right now because I can remember for so long pretending I knew what a credit score was. And if that's you, give me a little nod. I'm not going to see it. No one's going to see it. Just give me a little nod, okay? So I know. I can feel the nodding vibes from across wherever you are, across the city, across the country, across the world. Here's the thing. One time I was a, I think I was a junior in college. I think it was my junior year. And someone in my economics class asked me something about my credit score, like super casually, like class hadn't started. And, um, he just said something really casual about his credit score and then asked me a a question. And I literally didn't know what a credit score was. I was like, credit score. I, I mean, I think in the moment I was like, oh, hold on. I'm getting a call. You know, something like that. Dodge the bullet, if you will. But I, I literally didn't know what a credit score was. Not only did I not know what it did, if it was important or not, I literally didn't know what it was. And no. So I Googled in class. I'm like on my phone Googling, what is a credit score? I looked over it and determined yeah, I can for sure ignore that until I'm like until later in life, until I'm a grown up, right? And so WTF is a credit score. Is it important? What do we need to know about it? What do we not need to know about it? Let's dive in. Okay. This is gonna be, we're gonna talk logistics in this episode and really get to the down and dirty of what it is, what you need to know, and what are the steps that you can take with where you are at right now to get a better one if that's your jam. Okay, so let's dive in. Your credit score is basically a made-up number that measures how reliable you are to repay a debt or repay a loan, okay? So based on that definition, let's first talk about what a credit score is not, okay? One, it is not a measure of how financially successful you are. You currently are. It is not a measure of how financially successful you currently are. If, you know, Jimbo over there in your economics class says, hey, did you know I have a perfect credit score? I have a great credit score. It does not mean necessarily he's crushing it with his finances. It can be, right? There are people absolutely who are crushing it with their finances and have a great credit score. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. You can have a good credit score and have, you know, dog shit finances. So does not necessarily measure how financially successful you currently are. And number two, it does not measure 
how financially successful you will be. Okay. A lot of people hold a lot of guilt and shame around their credit score for one, not really understanding it or for it being bad, right? That sucks when someone's like, Oh, I'm assigning you a number and yours is bad, right? Imagine it, you know, being assigned, you know, people are sitting over there, a couple of your friends are sitting over there and they're like, yeah, Chloe's a three out of 10 hotness wise, right? That hurts. That cuts deep. And now hopefully, you know, deep inside that, you know, you are the coolest, the hottest, the best, no matter what somebody else says about you, that's a different conversation. But nonetheless, it would probably hurt to hear some of your friends say, Hey, you're a three out of 10 on the hotness scale. Okay. Or the coolness scale or who, you know, on a funny scale, no matter what it hurts to be like, okay, you're rating me and mine sucks. Okay. So because of that, we feel that way around our credit score, right? We're like, I don't really understand why you rated me this, but it hurts my feelings and I feel like crap about it. So that's what we're going to break down today. Okay. Here are three of the biggest mistakes I see millennials making. One, not understanding what a credit score really is. Not getting down in the nitty gritties of what's going on here. Number two, not understanding why it matters or if it matters. And number three, going into debt to increase your score. Going into debt to increase your credit score. Okay, those are the mistakes. So now let's talk about what a credit score is and how to not make those mistakes. Now, first of all, as we're diving into what is a credit score, I want you to imagine that you are about to lend some money to two of your friends. Side note, if you are about to lend money to two of your friends, go listen to my last podcast episode that is um, me ranting about loaning money to your friends. So (laughs) go do that because I'm very don't loan money to your friends. However, Let's just pretend in an imaginary world, you are about to loan money to two friends. Now, the first friends, I I named them Emily and Laura, okay? Your first friend, Emily, is reliable as hell, right? You've bought her stuff before because she didn't have her wallet and she Venmo's you like before you're in the, like you're in the Uber still that you paid for and she's Venmoing you. And, you know, if her card gets stolen and she asks you for $100 to pay rent, you know that she's going to pay you back as soon as her card comes in, right? You know that. If she asks, if she's like, hey, girl, my card got stolen. I need $100 to pay for rent. I promise to pay you back in three days. Your first instinct is like, for sure. Like she's, you know, she's going to pay me back. I absolutely believe that. I totally believe that, okay? So that's the first option of who you're going to loan $100 to. The second friend Same day, second friend, Laura, I named her. Laura also asks you for $100. Now, Laura, on the other hand, still hasn't paid you back from Taylor Swift concert tickets from like 2013, okay? Laura is the friend that always has you buy her a drink, being like, I'll get the next round, and then doesn't. And you know that she owes a couple of your other friends money. Now, she asks you for $100, Who do you want to loan money to? Emily, who always has paid you back in the past, who's super reliable um, and asks you for $100 and tells you exactly when she's going to pay it back. Or Laura, who never pays you back. You know she owes other people and she also asks for $100, right? Who do you want to loan money to if you had to choose? 
And on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate them for how much, how likely you are to loan the money? Okay. Now, like, okay. Similar scenario, similar scenario, but I thought this was too good to not talk about it. Switch gears. Have you ever gone out on a date? Okay. You're maybe you're swiping on Tinder. I personally have never used Tinder before. I've heard it's awesome. Um, or Bumble. What was the other one? Um, Bumble, Tinder. I forgot the other one. Um, but anyway, you go out on a date, go out on a Tinder date with a guy and you're like, oh my gosh, he's an alligator skin wallet and he hates puppies. I'm out. I'm out. And you just wish that you could like leave a review on his Tinder to warn other girls and be like, he hates puppies before you go out with him. He hates puppies. Just so you know, don't waste your time. Uh, like leave a review, right? Like an Amazon review on somebody else's Tinder. Okay. Imagine that plus imagine that partnered with your friends that you're choosing to loan money and you're rating them on a scale of one to 10, a credit score is like all the people who you have ever dated, or in this case, all the people who have loaned you money on how good you were, AKA rating you on how likely you are to repay this debt. So likely just like you rating somebody on Tinder or leaving a review or you rating which one of your friends you'd be more likely to pay back, that is what your credit score is. It is credit card companies and um, other like banks and, you know, where you're renting and all these people looking at this score that has been decided by people who you've borrowed money from. Okay. So couple things that we've already learned that I want to just highlight here. Number one, did I ever say, hey, this is, this is how you decide how good with finances you are? No. This score determines how likely you are to pay back money. Okay. So we're talking about debt here. We're talking solely about debt here. And it is talking about how likely you are to repay debt. So stop holding on to credit score as if, oh my God, I suck at finances because I don't have a good credit score. One, you can raise your credit score pretty easily. And two, it's not a determination of how, where you are now or where you're going to be financially. Okay. So now that we understand that your credit score is banks and these companies rating you and being like, "Eh, how likely would I loan her money? Let's talk about what the actual numbers are. So the lowest number is 300 and you can go up to 800 or 850, excuse me, you can go up to 850. So 300 to 850. So 300 to 599 is very bad. Now who made up like these different, you know, the, the different jumps? I don't know. I don't, I'm just telling you the truth, right? I think this whole system is pretty flawed, but we'll talk about that later. So a very bad credit score is 300 to 599. Okay. Then we jump up. A poor credit score is 600 to 649. A fair credit score is 650 to 699. A good credit score is 700 to 749. A very good credit score is 750 to 799. And an excellent credit score is 800 to 850. Okay. Now, those numbers are just something that you kind of have to become more familiar with because, I mean, wouldn't it make more sense if we started at zero? Yes. Wouldn't it make more sense if it was just like 
zero to 10. Absolutely. But we're, you know, we're up in these numbers that are just kind of made up there and that's okay that, you know, there's reasons behind it. I'm not going to get into all that stuff, but I'm just saying it's one of those things you just kind of have to learn, right? Like the, you know, pie. Speaking of this pie day, do you guys know that one of my secret powers is to, that I know like 50 plus digits of pie, like 3.14199. 3.14159. Wow. I've messed up on the first like four digits, but I can do 50 digits. So if you guys want to hear about me saying pie, maybe I'll do a Chloe rants episode about pie. And it's just me spouting out the numbers of pie. Um, it would get zero lessons, but that's okay. All right. So anyway, these numbers, something to think about, but wanted to let you know, you know, where you're at, where you, where you can get to go. So now let's talk about, let's shift gears a little bit. I don't want to get too in depth with this stuff because I have a lot to go through and I like keeping the podcast episode shorter. So why is it important? Why is this number important? Are there financial gurus out there who will say this isn't important? Do I think that that is BS? Yes, I do. Here's why. Renting. If you are renting an apartment, a lot of times they will check your credit score to see if they will allow you to rent. Now, if you are, uh, you know, fresh out of college, you just got a, uh, you know, big girl job or a big boy job and you don't have that much credit. And let's say you're like, you know what? I heard from so-and-so, the financial guru, that credit, credit scores don't matter. So because of that, you don't do anything for your credit score and you have a really, really bad credit score. Then you go to rent and you're like, oh, perfect. I have, you know, my finances are in check. I feel good. And I am going to rent from the most beautiful apartment building. And you get there and they run a credit check and go, not happening. Now, I will tell you that there are definitely um, apartments who you can have that conversation with and negotiate and say, listen, a credit score isn't something that, you know, I'm younger. I haven't really had the time to beef up my credit score, but I can show you that. I have X amount in my savings or that I make X amount at my job. So I'm not telling you it's the end of the world, but you can run into roadblocks and it can end up costing you more because you can either not get into the apartment that you want or have to pay a really high security deposit to be like, hey, listen, I'm going to pay on time. Here is extra money, right? And we don't want to be doing that. Okay, next one, getting a mortgage. If you ever want to buy a home that is not paying in cash, this is important. Because your mortgage and your mortgage rate, your interest rate on your mortgage, that is a huge, huge important factor in how much money the the house is going to cost you during your mortgage, right? If you are, if it's 2% versus 3%, that might seem like it's not a big difference. But when you're talking about buying a $500,000 house and you're having that mortgage over 15 years, that adds up. That adds up. And so the better your credit score is, the lower your the mortgage rate will be for you most likely. Okay. So that's another one. Same thing with the car loan. If you plan on getting ever getting a car loan instead of buying a car in cash, that's another one where your car loan interest rate is, you know, going to be your credit score is a factor in that. And then a couple other ones. I mean, there's there's other ones, but I want to talk about the main ones. Credit checks for employment. This doesn't happen for every time or for every um, person or job position, but people can check your credit score 
for employment because, you know, the argument is your credit score shows how responsible you are. No, that's not necessarily true. Um, However, that can happen. Okay. Something to think about. And then, of course, like business loans or even utility companies. Utility companies can ask to see your credit before turning on utilities for you. Um, And obviously, that's an important one. And so here's the thing. Do I think credit scores are awesome and I'm so happy we have them and I think it's a great system? No. However, it is naive for me or for me to tell you to not play the game because I am not here to tell you what decisions you need to make. I'm here to help you have all the options and freedom in the world. And if someday you decide to get a mortgage, I want you to have a great credit score to where that mortgage is the the interest rate on the mortgage is lower to where you're saving the most money in the long run. Okay. Options. We want options. We want freedom. We want to save the most money. And a lot of times playing the game when it comes to your credit score is going to help you with that. Okay. All right. Now let's roll into the next thing where we talk about what makes up a credit score. Like how do do they just look at you and they're like, you know, 390. And then they look at somebody else and they're like, 700, right? No. Um, There are six big things that make up your credit score. Six big things. So the first one is payment history. And it is a high impact, high impact, which means this is important. And payment history is one of the easiest ones. You know, hypothetically, I know things come up, but hypothetically, this should be one of the easiest ways to improve your credit score is payment history. It literally just means pay your stuff on time pay your stuff on time. If you have one missed payment, it can screw you up, right? You might be like, oh, I pay for a lot of things, like one missed payment. No, one missed payment can literally drop your credit score a whole heck of palooza because it has a high impact, okay? So you're probably thinking, Chloe, what happens if I'm gonna, you know, my, I can't make my student loan payment because I lost my job or something? Number one, hopefully you have an emergency fund because that is when this comes in. If you have an emergency, the emergency fund enables you to be able to pay your bills. Okay. Number two, call them. Call them. I know it's crazy, but call and ask. If it is your car payment place or your student loan or credit card or whatever, call and say, hi, my name is Chloe. I have a payment scheduled for the first of the month and I had some things come up and I'm wondering if I can move that to the the fifth of the month or the 10th of the month, or whenever you need to move it to. Because if you call them and they're like, sounds good, we'll move that, and they move it for you, and you can make that payment by the 10th or whenever you ask, then that doesn't count as a missed payment. And so then it doesn't impact your credit score. Okay? Boom, Diada, AO, increasing our credit score because we're never missing payments. Okay? Next thing. And those do, if you miss a payment, it stays on your credit score for a while and then drops off. So if you've missed it before, that's okay. It will drop off at some point just from here on out. Don't miss payments. Number two, credit utilization. Say it with me, credit utilization. Credit utilization is also a high impact and one of the easiest ways for millennials to to raise your credit score. Okay. Now, this is a high impact. And it matters for each individual card and it matters overall, okay? Credit utilization literally just means how much credit of your your available credit are you using? For example, 
If I have a credit limit of $1,000 and I have $999 on it, I am using almost 100% of my credit card. If I have a credit card limit of $1,000 and I put $1 on it, then bada bing, bada boom, I'm using under whatever 10%, I'm using under 1% or 3% or whatever that, you know, the math is on, I don't even know my example that I use, but I'm using such a small percentage. Okay. Now here's your follow-up. I already know it. I'm reading your mind. Your follow-up question is, so I'm just not supposed to spend money on my credit card and wrong answer. We're going to play the game a little bit. How to play the game. You create a credit karma account. It is for free. Um, Credit Karma, I love you. Come sponsor this podcast, okay? So Credit Karma, it is a free account. I recommend it to everyone. It does not count as a hard credit check. You can go in there and get a really, really good idea of what your credit score is, where you're at, and um, all this stuff. So in your Credit Karma account, it will. you don't have to add accounts. It's already there, okay? And you will be able to see your credit cards on there, and it will tell you. You go to Credit Karma, and then you click the number, okay, on the main screen, you'll see like 599 or 710 or whatever your credit score is. Click that number. Then there will be boxes and there will be one that says credit utilization or use of credit. Same thing. Click that box. Now scroll down in in the, you know, in the bottom, you will see where it says, um, let's say you go to Chase. You use Chase as your banking or discovery, discover card or whatever you will see a thing where it says chase and then it will say the date of the month that they report how much is on your card to the, you know, to the, all the, you know, why can't I think of the word to the people who are measuring your credit score. Okay. To the people measuring your credit score. We don't need, you don't need to only have a dollar on your credit card all month long. You need to have a dollar on your credit card or zero dollars, but have it paid down less than 10% ideally under 30% is like good, but under 10% is perfect. Go leave a dollar. So you let's say your credit card company, Discover, Chase, or whatever I use as an example, they report how much is on your credit card on the 22nd. That means on the 21st, we want to pay the card down. We want to leave $1. Ding. They report it at $1 and then you can start using it as you normally would. Again, use a credit card responsibly. It's not a genie lamp. You got to plan your expenses. Okay. So that is going to be, boom, you're going to see your credit score increase. If you have a maxed out credit card, you committing to paying that down is going to be huge because you're going from 99% to 80%, to 70%, to 60%, to 50%, and and below as you pay that down, you're decreasing your credit utilization. That's a super smart, easy way to raise your credit score. Number three, the third thing that makes up your credit score is derogatory marks. This has high impact, and this is um, if you have, if you've done anything like gone into bankruptcy or had any, um, you know, fishy stuff with your taxes where you, you know, lied or didn't pay or whatever, or if you have stuff in collections and this has a high impact. So again, this is one that you can easily raise by paying things on time, making sure you are, um, you know, doing, you know, keeping things clean and above board, But also, side note, little pitch for you, if you do have stuff in collections, I have 
Um, I just added a new template in the negotiation playbook for how to negotiate collections to get those paid off. And I also talk about what you need to say to make sure that when you pay your collections off, it doesn't decrease your credit score. So go check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes for the um, negotiation playbook. Okay. Three more. Next one, number four is credit age. This is a medium impact. Now, for millennials or honestly for anyone, you can't just be like, cool, I want to start. I want to open up a credit card 10 years ago, right? Like we can't go back in time. So this one is not the the best way, the easiest way to um, raise your credit score because credit age, you know, you need time. Okay, you need time. So this will in time um, raise your score as you've had a credit card or something open for a longer period of time. So if you have a, if you just open a credit card a year from now, that is something that will then increase your credit score because you will, your age of credit is longer. Okay. Don't worry. Do not focus on this so much because again, it's medium impact and I'd rather you focus on the top three things of high impact that you are able to raise. Whereas you're still going to be able to raise it even though, you know, you can't go back in time. Number five, total accounts. This is low impact. I want to emphasize this is low impact. Now, the credit card people and um, the bank people and all the people who just sat around a table and said, let's make up a thing called credit scores, decided that they want 11 accounts. Okay, they want 11 accounts open and closed, open or closed um, for you to have that shows that you can manage, uh, you know, credit and also manage different types of credit. Now, here is my big thing. Do not go into debt for this. If you have financial problems and you have a shopping, you know, you don't have your shopping in alignment. And so your impulse spending and you're maxing out credit cards, don't open another credit card and be like, Oh, I, I should have another account. I'm just going to open another. No, 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 no. This is where I see people going into debt to try to raise their credit score. They're like, I'm going to open another card to raise my credit score, which first of all, doesn't necessarily raise your, raise your score. Um, but they do that and then they go into massive credit card debt and all of a sudden their credit score just costs them $10,000. Okay. We do not want that. So do not go into debt for this, but just wanted to, you know, obviously fill you in on all the information. And lastly, number six is hard inquiries. So this is when you apply for a credit card, apply for a, you know, credit card at wherever, okay? This is on your um, credit score and they stay on for about two years. Ideally, you want two or less, but again, this is a low impact. So it is okay if you go, you know, a little bit above that, but something to consider. What I recommend is going into Credit Karma again, and going into, I tell my clients this so often, I have it memorized. I don't even have, have it pulled up. Go into Credit Karma. It's a free account. Um, go to resources and then go to credit um, simulator, credit simulator. And in there, it you can ask it, what happens if I open a new credit card? And it will tell you if it will raise your score or lower your score. What happens if I do X, Y, and Z? And it will tell you how that will look on your credit score. Okay. Now, a a really good tool to have. Okay. Here's the thing. Your credit score is important because it will and can provide you freedom and flexibility, but it does not mean number one, that you're doing badly, that you're, you're, you're not well off or that you suck as a person, um, or that you're irresponsible or whatever. It just is a measure of how you've handled debt in the past and 
you are being raided by the banks and stuff. Okay. We want to increase it so we can play this game. So we can play their game and play it well and come out on top. Um, but also we don't want to injure our other finances in the meantime. Okay. So I hope this episode was super informative. I know it's a little bit longer than my other ones, but I really wanted to give you a good idea of what a credit score is, why it matters, how you can, um, start becoming empowered. Definitely sign up for credit karma because then you can start to explore and learn more about your credit score and see how, as you're working on your finances, your credit score will actually increase. I am so excited um, for you to be doing this stuff and checking this out. And I want to remind you that we, this is the last week, if you're listening to this in real time, to go and apply for this round of the Wealth Accelerator. If you are listening to this in future time, go ahead. You can still apply for the next round and get on, get up on the wait list, get your spot saved in the next round. We have as of this time, if you're listening in real time, I think one spot left, which is absolutely bonkers. Um, so make sure you act fast, go and grab that. And of course, again, if you're listening to this in the future, you can still go and apply and get on the waitlist for next round. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Deeper the Money podcast, and we'll see you back next week.